when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, June 25th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 405. I am your host, Austin Walker. I am joined by Patrick Klepek. Hello. Rob Zachney. I was going to do like good a slow morning. roll in, I just <laughs> fucked it up. Rob Zachney. <laughs> Ricardo Contreras is also here. Hello. 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 Good morning, everybody. How's good it going? Morning. I don't know. How are, you, how are you doing? You seem you're... Dude, I got a fucking migraine. I'm here to talk about <laughs> two games, and then I'm going to bounce. <laughs> because of a bad headache. Also, I just oh boy, I just dragged my Discord screen across both of my monitors Ooh. so that it's like big Rob over here on the left, big Patrick over here <laughs> on the right. I never do this. I never because my monitors aren't the same size, so it doesn't make sense to like have something appear across both of them. This is very funny looking. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, video games. I was going to talk about basketball again, but we can, we can save that for a day. I don't have a fucking migraine. Uh, how y'all doing? How's your week been? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It could have yeah, been. I feel like I, I can't jump into it with like migraine. We have to still talk about something that isn't video <laughs> yeah. for five seconds. Otherwise, the energy is bad. Well, I mean, I'm feeling good that I didn't uh, say yes to that press junket out to uh, oh my Combat God. Ranch in San Diego. Did you get that uh, invite? Same invite? Yeah, I did. But I mean, it was for Sniper Ghost Warrior. Like, I'm not. A, no, I'm not going to a press. I'm not going to press tour for Sniper Ghost the, Warrior. The bar is to, high for Rob Zachney to show up to a press event. And this was this did not meet it. I don't Where think was that? this. It's not because my standards are so no, high. Know, it's just I, I know, know for a fact there's no way that like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to fly across the country uh, so I can do a like a preview for this game that is this part of the sniper franchise or is this a different sniper franchise? I don't even know, uh, nor do I care. Yeah, and that indifference saved me from having the thought, "Ooh, <laughs> combat adventure! That sounds exciting." Um, do you want to explain why this is in the conversation this morning? Well, so some people did go to that, uh. and it turns out. That what sounded so it basically it sounded very much like an old school uh, press event in some way. Like you've ever heard uh, on Gamers with Jobs, you ever heard the story of like Sean Elliott being loaded into the back of a van full of like combat gear and then being stopped by Highway Patrol uh, on the way there. Like this kind of sounds familiar, where <laughs> where it's like you go to the sort of place where they do like. Uh, like fire team drills for, uh, you know, soldiers or unnecessarily cops, um, but also just like wannabes uh, who just want to like get a taste of, of that life. And so they go to this place and uh, the, the write up in uh, the gamer by 
Eric Switzer, um, describes a pretty like bog standard, uh, like generic Middle East Hollywood set, uh, you know, dusty, dusty streets, uh, mud huts, um, and basically just a a place that's set up to have uh, like mock firefights. Mm-hmm. But the entire place has also just got this vibe of wannabe paramilitary bullshit. It's got the uh, like uh, Switzer pulled this detail flying outside. This thing is a Trump 2024 uh revenge flag. tour revenge uh, tour is what the flag says <laughs> yeah and then you know from there uh it just gets kind of predictably offensive where it's like well who are going to be who's going to be the uh the the bad guys in this scenario well it's gonna be a lot of dudes white dudes in middle eastern dress um and they mm. set up the journalists to basically uh, go through this uh, like mock combat exercise with like uh, it sounds like pre-planned uh, like pyrotechnics, um, you know, waves of dudes in Arab dress charging you uh, and you just like mowing them down. And then, uh, you know, at the end, uh, you know, they've got the. They line everyone up for their um their XCOM poster, basically. And it's <laughs> the journos who are part of like Team Sniper. And then there's these actors in uh pseudo Arab garb uh doing that like ululating cry. Um and that's kind of how the event ends. And the entire thing is just kind of grimy and gross. About what you would expect, certainly, from a well, the developers would argue this is not what you should expect from the Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts franchise. Uh, the developers were on record saying they they wanted apolitical enemies uh, for this drill. And the Combat Ranch was basically like, nah, it's going to be Arabs. <laughs> and so <sighs> that's just what, like, that's the <sighs> developers claim. Uh, and they were like, look, right, we couldn't sure. fly in from Poland. Uh, so we couldn't see what was going on. We're we're shocked and appalled. Uh, we had no idea uh, this fascist uh, like fantasy camp uh, playground would be racist. Um, and so yeah, uh, that was that's sort of t- today's morning game news drama <laughs> is this absurdly tacky uh, press junket becoming instantly infamous in a way that like it's been so long since one of these has been this way. That like I feel like whoever was planning this probably remembers a time when it was like it was like the good old days. Like nobody would like well, people you know give an old they, taste they, they, that game really anymore. Yeah, like, like these like events like ended at some point in the like in like the early two thousand. Like the last one I can remember going to was for it. It didn't have the uh uh, uh the racism, but like I had gotten laid off from MTV and then Red Faction gorilla one of one of them was coming out and like one up say hey there's an event in vegas you'll go play the game for an afternoon in a hotel also you're going to demolish an old hotel uh Uh, well it was (laughs) not quite that but we it was like you go shoot some guns i guess and i was like all right well i need the money and you're gonna pay for this flight and then pay me for like four articles all right i'll go on the thing and it it was it was like this is how a lot of these are set up it's like i would i went 
and legitimately did play the game for like six hours, interview three different developers, like did the whole thing. And then it was now get in the bus and we're going to go uh, shoot some guns. And we did do that. Um, but like that's and I get that's the I guess the kicker to like this particular piece is that the event happened after the game was out. They had had review yep. code at home for a week and there were no developers to interview. So traditionally what happens is there is this big pretense of. Uh, well, you're you're here for the game, but really you're here for the marketing team to like spend on something lavish that will hopefully like make you feel guilty into writing about the game because they did they did this like big lavish thing for you. Um, and here they don't even have the other half of that. It was just the uh, goofy ass uh, event uh, itself. The thing in their their apology that is like okay. Uh, is the bit about oh, there's two things. One is them the apology again coming from the developer uh, or the publisher of this game. I'm not sure who. Um, uh, CI Games uh, uh, said, "Hey, in our game, we don't have any uh, uh, direct or indirect cultural representations. We do our best to avoid any sort of appropriation." And it's like this is still a game about going to the Middle East. Well, and, that's like, what I said. Like, just because you don't say right? it's Afghanistan like, yeah, okay. doesn't mean you aren't just like. <laughs> Pulling like <laughs> exactly yes, uh, but then two the other thing in their in their thing is like well yeah well they said no they said no they they refused to, to to do what we asked and and uh, uh, because of they said they wanted to keep the training uh, they wanted to preserve the authenticity of the training event which is one just like absolute bullshit but two like if you take them at their word then then. What you're actually would there? You're, it's almost going deeper and being like, yeah, of course, all of the training involved in, in in desensitizing people to the act of killing brown folks is itself inherently racist. Is itself going to be stocked full of of like the 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 worst, most dehumanizing shit that you can think of? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I believe it. I believe that this is authentic. Why not? <laughs> uh, I feel like you got what you paid for. Honestly, this is yeah. If you wanted to set up an event like this, how did you think it wouldn't be like this? Like, it, I I feel like you know I think the pl- where this took place is abhorrent and immoral, but I don't know that they sold you a bill of goods that you didn't sign up for willingly. Yeah, don't do an event like yeah. There is not a clean version of an event where you take people out to get U.S. military training. Find, think about what the U.S. military does. <laughs> like you could go find like like, uh, <sighs> like I guess setting you know big set aside of how you feel about guns. You could like go and shoot guns if you want to. Like our game's got guns. Gun range. Go shoot guns. They're like the, at the Red Faction when I did. It was go just generic paintball. targets. Like like it was right. not sure. you know. Sure. So you know if you want to do that, you can. I feel like the Yelp page for this this little location probably gave away the game pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I oh yeah, someone should take a look at what their what their website looks like just to see <laughs> what their advertising copy is. I I can guess, you know. Um, God. Anyway, now we got that out of the way. Now we talk about <laughs> important video games like uh, what's the what's the one you run through temples and, and whip thing? Phantom Abyss. Phantom, Phantom Abyss. Abyss. <laughs> uh, yeah, Phantom Abyss is a. Uh, it was announced I don't know about a month ago. Uh, certainly caught I think like Austin and I's eye because it yeah. was a. Um, it was also featured in one of the events at E3. <clears throat> I can't. We were watching something yeah, we and talked a, over a it. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, it's a, a first person, uh, like asynchronous multiplayer game in which you are uh, thrown into a like Legends of the Hidden Temple style, you know, uh, a temple uh, in which you're like dodging traps, you know, uh, you know, spikes. Say like a pop cultural version of a South American or Central American. Yeah. yeah so now, and then it's temple. fine. Now it's good. <laughs> yes, like, now it's yeah. good. You, uh-huh. you put you know put a little fireworks into it and then it's no we're 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 good. I would uh, say no I would say here we are celebrating. Really, <laughs> I would say compared to um what was that game I played that was like that Hades style asymmetric Curse of um, the Old Curse, Gods or Curse like of that? the Old Gods. I think it <laughs> it leans in that direction so much less in the presentation. There is an oh, old good. god that you're like working with okay, who's sure. like <laughs> yeah being well evil. i mean th- I, that may just be because there's not like a whole lot of presentation going like, there's on not a 100 percent right it's yeah. um, the dead gods was that the dead gods right. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the, the idea is you're 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 dropped in into one of these um when you when you go into the temple it says up front like uh how many people have died here um and so you know as this goes along you know the idea would be uh, you come in, it's like, you know, thousands of people have died here. And the first person who finish it, finishes the temple, gets the end, collects the artifacts, is, runs away from these big floating head gods that, you know, spit fireballs at you. Uh, you claim the temple. It's yours. Like, that temple is removed from the, like, algorithm, like, it never to be seen again. And, you know, th- that that is your, your run, your win. Um, and as you're running through the temples, you will see the ghosts of other players it's like it's actually kind of incredible like you're seeing their entire run it is not wild it it is not as though haze you're going through occasionally you'll see like a like a whisper of right what players kind of like in in dark souls right like you will you will see you can you can summon uh, how a player died and you will see uh, you know five to ten seconds of their final moments before they came to to fall in this area (laughs) and it's like What's the route in this map? Like, well, I'll just follow this dude and like see what they're up to. Um, the, uh, they're and they're like tiny little touches that are both like charming and like a little odd. Where uh, let's say there's a a, a, tr- a piece of treasure um, uh, that you want to uh, kind of like op- a treasure chest to open up, and you you get these collectibles. You can spend them on perks that you yep. get during that particular run. Um, Th- if they get to that first, because they did in their run, that chest just opens, and th- the pieces are still there. But uh, like it, like th- their interactions in the environment uh, are like are persist to a certain degree in so your like run. Pressure plates huh. also seem to go off if yes. they hit them, if the ghosts hit them. So like you got to make sure that you're not stepping at like too close behind them in some cases because they'll set off a pressure plate that'll like raise a spike trap behind them. <laughs> Which I think is a smart, smart way to deal with what would be the obvious sort of takeaway from this setup is like, well, why don't you just follow them to where they died and right, then right. and then finish it? And and you can do that, but it comes with its own sort of like set of risks and uh, and issues if you, if you do so because of the way they, they still interact with the, the environment. Um, and then the main... I, my, my favorite oh, thing with the ghost really quick is just how... There is a sort of like the visibility of human nature uh, uh, shows up hmm. where yeah, when you watch a player doing player yes. things as opposed yes. to a trailer, like let's go watch the trailer for this game, which will will show, you know, dozens of ghosts like running and yes. and whipping and like doing the cool shit. Doing and a then, dog then you or, watch yeah. like like 
ghost killer X two five three, um, like slowly crouching around and like exploring everything very <laughs> slowly. Got, I got to one thing where there was like we got into like an in between section. So I had we as if we're playing multiplayer because right. it felt like that. It kind of moment. feels that way, yeah. And and you 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 uh, there was like a. A tall, like a little alcove in this, in this, in the middle of this hallway that went up, you know, two floors, and there was. It seemed like it leveled off to a different floor of this temple, and I got there first, so I was not involved. I like, I was not following the ghost in this, in, in this instance. I was like, "How the fuck do I get up there?" I tried a couple like weird jump tricks, and I tried to use the whip to pull myself up. I couldn't quite get there, but I kept doing it for maybe you know, 20 seconds longer than I should. And I went to leave and then one of the other ghosts shows up and the same thing happened with that ghost. <laughs> that ghost was like, hmm, how, hmm, I tried to jump, tried a little too long. And then the next ghost showed up and did the same thing. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, people do be trying to do stuff they can't do all the time. It's, it's basically like a, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of this game is like watching uh, a QA session in in real time. Like, it's like or play tests, like see, yes, seeing what yes. how do players respond to the level design. Um, and yeah, the the main uh, sort of interaction you have in the environment you can you can you can run, you can slide, um, you can jump. But like the main you know bit is that you have this uh, hook or this whip that acts as kind of like a grappling hook, and so. Um, you know, within a certain distance, you can whip it at anything in the environment and it will sort of like take you in a kind of semi-circle arc. So it won't just whip you forward. It will kind of whip you up a bit. It won't it won't save you if you're, you know, like, f- you know, falling into sure a pit. Won't. But you can save yourself <laughs> if you're like the just miss a jump. Um, you can whip it against the wall to pull off kind of like a pseudo wall jump. Um, and you can like be on the ground and you're supposed to be going through this maze and of course, what everyone does is just like, well, what if I just whip myself to the top of this maze and just climb along the the architecture, which you can do. Um, and so that that's kind of like the the structure of, of the game. I How guess do you I just, like that whip? How do you like the feel of this uh, first person not, platform? Not, I I feel like that's got to be massaged. I like the idea. The times where it worked was like, damn, this is cool as hell. But I, I too frequently it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do, and it mm, didn't same. feel that it was a result of me not having the right touch, it felt like I was just not, I was off off sync with what the game thought I could do or what I thought I could do. And it feels like the kind of thing, this game is in early access. It feels so, like I played 30 minutes and I was like, I'm good. I love the promise of this game. I want to see what they do with it, but there's just not a lot yeah. to it. It feels really finicky. Um, there's not, there's like not really any music while you're playing. It's, there's not, once you've done like six or seven runs of the first two areas, it's extremely samey. Like, oh, there's that same set of traps. Oh, there's that yeah. same around yeah. the around the corner. And uh, you know, again, a lot of the battle in making games is having an interesting uh, premise and executing on that basic idea. They do that here. Um, it is not going to shock me if a year from now this game is really fucking cool. Um, but right now, what it mostly is is an interesting idea that I'm curious to see what, what they do. It seems to be selling Same. really well on, on steam. I'm, my guess is it will end up being like a pretty decent stream game. It would yeah. be fun if, you know, you could do private servers, you know, where you could just keep running 
the like same, the same one. like you and I yeah. just run in. It's like, all right, this is Austin and Patrick. Because right now, I don't this think map. you can do that, right? No, you can't. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but which, the, which the idea that we can just, I don't want other people or like it's our audience, but like I would love it was just what if just you and I is like are for the next two hours we are just running this <laughs> temple and our ghosts are just stacking <laughs> on oh, one so another. Funny. Yeah. So like I mean that's where the possibility space of this game. I also opens want like a GDQ race. You know what I mean? Like yes. I want to see people who are great at this game race on the same levels. Mm. And that right now isn't in. And so, like, I'm sure I'm sure the people who made this game have had right. these very I, We came up with this in 10 had. minutes of talking about it in a podcast. Surely on a whiteboard somewhere <laughs> is, is this. And so whether they go that route or something smarter and more interesting, uh, it, yes. it, 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 suggest, it suggests there's a lot uh, here. I just don't know, like, compared to even other sort of, like, roguelikes or other games that I've, like, played around with in early access where uh, – it's like, all right, I could kind of screw around with this for a little bit. Like, I hit my, I hit yep, the wall pretty too. quickly on this. I was like, okay, I get it. Um, but was like, hey, like, you know, I'll mental check note to, to come back and, and see what the major updates are. Because my guess is this game changes pretty quickly. Um, like, you see all the foundational pieces mm-hmm. there where it wouldn't take a lot for this team to start, like, manifestly changing it in, in ways that are really interesting. So, yeah, that's, that's. It sounds like we're. I talked to someone else, and they were exact. It was like, yeah, I played about thirty minutes. Seems cool. I'll come back. And it's like that's kind of where I'm. I'm at. I'm at the. Uh, I I just want to note one mechanical thing about this game before we close, because I uh, before we close this podcast, I said it's finally. <laughs> so it's all over, baby. We just need to talk about Phantom Abyss, and that's the end of Waypoint Radio. Um, the 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 thing that was not clear for to me from just watching trailers of the game is. You have you have health in this game. Yeah, I had assumed mm. you would like. Oh, I get hit by the spike track uh, trap. I'm dead. That's the end of this run. Mm. But you have health, and like there are there are like you said, there's a perk system. So it's like it is mechanically crunchier than one hit kills. Like it's yes. not it's not that style of platformer. Um, uh, yeah, important. and you can get health back um, yes. by yes, uh, yes, collecting. Yes. So like some of the tension will be well, if do you want it? If you want to get to the end of the temple first. You might be sacrificing exploration time that gets you more right. currency that only is used um, for perks. Like uh, one I got uh, on a run was if you crouched before you jump, it like gave you like uh, like two X height, um, mm-hmm. which probably would have made it easier for what you were trying to accomplish by like getting to the next level of an area. Um, uh, you could get your health back. There's also before you go into uh, a run, there's like all these like little um like placeholder statue areas for what appears to what seems like it would be a bunch of different whips that have different abilities i never got beyond the the basic one um but it's not hard to imagine like there is you're not necessarily increasing your stats but it's you can like have different build types that will allow you to approach you know temples in, in different ways and um yeah i guess they'll be you know kind of fleshing all that stuff out throughout the the course of of early access so that's Phantom Abyss, and that's that's just on PC right now because it's early access, right? Yeah, just on PC. Seem, wouldn't shock me if that was something that came to Game Pass, because like Sony still doesn't yeah, do sure. early early access uh, games for s- some reason. But like, <laughs> um, it's yeah, that's just like a bizarre. I don't. Mm. So yeah, I, speaking uh, yeah. of uh, uh, games on Game Pass that feel like they're in early access, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. <laughs> Cool. I have not seen a pile on like Ooh. sometimes you just see kind of like game critics like crack their knuckles where uh, just a game is just like so like bad that they can't even 
like help themselves. Like so usually they try to be like, oh, you know, it's COVID. Uh, games are hard to make. Um, you uh-huh. know, yada, yada, yada. And this was just like, man, this shit sucks. Like this is a bad game was like everything I, I saw. This was a game that I'd forgotten was coming out so soon. In the beginning of this month, um, I got like not excited for it, but like, oh, that could be a little treat. You know, I could I could play a little. I could I could pick up a controller and play Dritz Dritz. <laughs> they, when they just the put out Icewind those, Dale, those older ones. Uh, sure, for, you know, recently for, for on Switch and, and everything. Yeah, uh, I, I'm happy to. So 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 uh, specifically, a friend and I used to play a lot of like the Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer, which was similar to the Mass Effect uh, multiplayer, except instead of being wave based, was like level based. Um, and is was like you have hero characters that have special abilities and like it's it leans into that the kind of action RPG parts of that series. And because they're not just because you're not playing an 80 hour RPG, you can just like design the combat fights to be a little bit tenser and more exciting. Than I think you're the what first person I've like, che- uh, let me Dude, pull up my checkbox. Uh, I know. First uh-huh. person I've ever heard. Say that they've played the Dragon Age Inquisition. It's good. It was good. It was in the same way that the, the Mass Effect. Sure, uh, I buy it. I've just I've just never was, seen was anyone good. mention it. Um, it was, listen, there's like there were like twenty unlockable characters. You could level them up over. Da, da, da. And it was like it was a good thing of like okay, sort of like MMO style ideas around tanking or around mm. getting rid of ads. Um, that's listen. Waypoint, waypoint audience. Let's re- let's revive the mm. the Dragon Age Inquisition <laughs> multiplayer scene. Let's make it popping again. I got my uh, arcane blade master or whatever the fuck that that class was called ready to go. Um, uh, so I was like, okay, we can jump into this. This seems like action RPG, third person. Uh, you're leveling up your heroes. Everyone has like a skill tree. Da, 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 da. I, it, there's like a lot of ways to talk about how this game doesn't work for me. <laughs> Um, the most important one is, is that you, you need consistent outcomes from consistent input in any video game. When you do a thing, the same thing should happen. Um, and that's just like, there's just that it's a, it's a world of of mystery and intrigue (laughs) when things just break different each time. Sometimes world of mystery and intrigue. Sometimes your attacks do no damage. Sometimes your uh, an enemy just disappears from in front of you. Sometimes you roll <laughs> up to a group of enemies and they'll just stand there and look at you. you know, I'll just go to town on one of the, these little goblin motherfuckers. <laughs> the other two will just watch me do it. <laughs> and maybe that's characterization coming through. I don't know. They're just scared. Uh, they just don't like, like you. <laughs> you can stand on a on a on a little out like a little outcropping and just shoot them. And they'll just keep talking through their dialogue. <laughs> they'll be like, ah, it's so good to work for White Claw the Black. And, and, and he pays better wages. <laughs> snipe, 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 snipe. <laughs> and it's like not. It's, uh, so it's an action RPG. It's a third person action RPG. It feels really bad. Um, there, you know, there's a there's there, there a thing that like I feel like hasn't happened in this style of game in a long time is that sensation that there is a delay between you hitting an enemy and the enemy reacting or like hitting a box. And then it's like there's missing keyframes of animation. It's like it goes from here is a box or here is a barricade to the barricade is in the middle of exploding. And it's like there's no connection between the two. It didn't shake first. It didn't rattle first. It's just like it jumps to that second step and in the middle of that second step. <laughs> um, if you play this game multiplayer, I like, listen, 
It's on Game Pass. A lot of people have Game Pass. Sure. You're going to hear this and be like, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to tell you, don't jump right into a party because if you do, like I did, it will not give you any tutorialization Ooh. at all. So things Spicy. like... But Austin, I, you're I, a gamer. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know that there was... Um, so some stuff is like, okay, maybe I could have intuited that there was a parry system, right? But what I couldn't have intuited is after any attack... You can hit the X button to turn it into an empowered attack where you burn some of your ultimate meter, but in doing so, get some stamina back. Mm. That's like an important mechanic because stamina management is so important in this game. And it just won't tell you that if you just jump right into multiplayer in this multiplayer game. Don't worry. Uh, it was it was easy for me to notice that there were uh, tutorials in the single player because after literally every single multiplayer session – after every like map that we went through, it booted us back to the main screen. It broke up our party and it forced us back into single player. And that's <laughs> when I noticed, oh, hey, what's this <laughs> single player only mission that I, oh, it's a tutorial. Okay. Um, wow. It's rough, man. It's like, I I think the, the basic combat stuff just feels grody. Like it doesn't feel, there, we got to a mission where, where uh, some stuff started getting a little bit like harder and we turned up the difficulty and at that point i could start to sort of see where like learning my abilities and and you know learning these different these different kind of uh, follow-up attacks and stuff could could start to be difficult in a way that might scratch an itch but all the other stuff is just so bad looking and feeling that it that it it makes me not want to put the effort into like becoming a high level dark alliance player like <laughs> i really do believe like maybe there are some core combat like skills and interactions around like you know someone needs to tank this guy and drag them away so that you can get behind there and do some backstabs or whatever that could be interesting but I, from what i played i just it's it's in very rough shape um it should have come out in early access that's a bummer mm. i wanted to have a good time i wanted to there's some neat ideas um one of the here, here's one you can um as you move through a level, after you clear certain encounters, um, and, you know, let's be clear, it is literally just running forward, exploring to find some, like, golden treasure, and then and then fighting in combat arenas. Like, that's what the game is, and that doesn't need to be more than that, frankly. Um, but after certain combat arenas, you get to uh, campsites where you can either take a short rest, and if you take a short rest, you will get um, your health back. I want to say maybe you recover certain consumables. Um, and then you, you, the, the level, like sitting at a campfire in, in Dark Souls refills with enemies, but you can also, oh, and that becomes a checkpoint. If you die, you'll come back at that checkpoint. Um, you can skip it and get better loot percentages going forward. So it has that thing from, what was that side scrolling game that had that similar system where you could either save a checkpoint or you could skip the checkpoint and get better. Uh, Shovel Knight. Well, Shovel Knight did that? I was thinking of a completely different the one. one that yes. Shovel Knight Patrick definitely really did into? do that. The one that Patrick was really into. Uh, that was like heavy metal themed? Yes, yeah, so it was like very heavy metal themed. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's yep. right there. Uh -huh. but Shovel Knight did do it as well. Okay, Valfaris. Yes, Valfaris. Valfaris. Oh, a really great game, but yes, it's funny. I didn't so, know yeah. Shovel Knight did it. But yes, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but like, and that idea in a multiplayer kind of, uh, you know, one of these is, is a fun one. Be like, mm -hmm. ooh, okay, do we want to take the, do we feel like we're we're at a place where we're like running low on supplies and we need to just like, you know, uh, suck it up and do the the checkpoint instead of instead of doing the the loot bonus one? Um, eh, maybe. 
you know, and so that that that's kind of neat. Um, I think some of the, the like skill animations are kind of cool. Uh, you know, Drift can summon a big phantom leopard thing, panther thing, and that's kind of cool looking and <laughs> some fun. Like, it's awesome going through his notes. I liked the leopard. Um, I like the leopard. That's um, exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's like, but it, I like. It is very hard not to be the person who is just like, yeah, this game is trash. Like it is, it makes me, it brings me back to the to the playground in that way where I just want to shit talk it. Um, and I know that lots of people worked probably really hard here. Right. Um, I've I've said it before that I've done. I did work last year, early last year, on a on a a thing for Wizards of the Coast where I had good and and bad experiences working with Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I will say that like my direct, the people who I was working with directly were great, and there was like an institutional. There was an institutional like commitment to the way things ought to be that mm-hmm. was bad, um, and that make makes me have sympathy for anyone trying to do anything interesting with with Wizards of the Coast. Uh, and uh, I, so I'm sure there are people there being like, "Why don't we do this on this project?" And I have no idea what the resourcing was, etc. But I just think this game is just trash the way it is right now. And it's and it's it sucks. It's just frustrating. And, and I, w- I wish more I games know. could find that way to. I mean, it's not as easy as you know, two months out from a game's release, being like, "All right, so our options are yeah, develop for like another year, or just kind of sign that game pass deal. You know, recoup right. a huge amount of the investment because Microsoft doesn't really care that much about the quality as much as the content. I mean, they care, right. but like, you know, eh, you know, it's like Netflix, you know, just you need, you need stuff out there. Um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, then you know, an early access means you're keeping that whole dev team. You know what I mean? Like there's just, you can't just flip a switch, but it, it, I think you were right that I wish more games, bigger games could find a way to identify like, it just would have just imagine if this game just came out in early access, it was early people, access. people would be like, yeah, of course hey, it's rough, okay. but like it's kind of yes. cool. Like it's got this, it's got this cool leopard thing, you know. Yeah. Like, um, um, <laughs> it, it just allows you like a much people are just willing. Ah, yes, it just, it just, yeah, it's yeah. just frustrating because I think hundred percent. Listen, it's, I'm it's a much easier for world. co-op games right now. There's four people on this call right, right. now. I would <laughs> if I could come here and been like, yo, hey, my three friends. Guess what? We gotta saddle up. <laughs> we gotta ride out to Icewind Dale. There's some there's some deep there's some leopards on the loose, no partner. That's my leopard. That's fine. That leopard's good. There's a dragon on the loose and she ain't happy right now. Aww. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of big ogres. I I will say I also didn't get deep enough in for this, but I do have some questions and I will say I will float this. Mm. I suspect as people get deeper in this game, we may end up having some conversations about the racialization of monster species Uh-oh. in video games. Woo. As I've heard some things Woo. from one Cameron Kunzelman, <laughs> I've heard that the goblins do a haka, uh, which Whoa. is not a thing that they should do. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so and I have not, I have not seen this with my own eyes. Um, rumors, but, I re- but rumors are the prophecy has foretold there may yes. be some questionable racial things. But there, there may be there may be some questionable usage of real, important <laughs> human cultural elements uh in these in this hmm. these goblins so uh i mean you know what i saw is already just like the standard shit of like um goblins have to be goofball goof goofy stupid and and fun to kill 
Uh, and even though they are also clearly just people, it's time to roll roll deep on them and cut them cut them to pieces. So I'm not that surprised that like one step away from that is is bad cultural appropriation. But uh, and if it wasn't Cameron who told me, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But I trust Cam like that. So uh, so yeah, get ready for that stuff. To I'm sure that will that'll start popping up in the near future. <sighs> Um, mm. or it won't because, because <laughs> for Cam, it was three hours in and I can't imagine putting Damn. another 20 minutes into this game. Uh, I put like two and a half hours in, so I didn't, it's not like I, I maybe I should have stuck it out and just kept going. Stop um, it. Stop it. Not. I had is another it, different action it? RPG to play. Huh, it's what? Drizz, What's up? Drizz, how do you say it? They pronounce name. it a bunch of different ways. You can call him Drizzit. You can call him Drist. Drizz. You can call him uh it's funny just because the whole point of that character is like he's playing playing against type or whatever right like the idea that i mean (laughs) well the the whole character i mean it's it's interesting because i think it's i think it's a it's a great illustration of where fantasy of of you know this this type of fantasy fiction was when Mm -hmm. those books came out drift is a dark elf is a drow Mm -hmm. whose father raised him to hate the drow way of life, um, which is worshiping a, a spider goddess uh, who is like an SM queen, right? And is like evil, and they're all they love cruelty and one upsmanship and hurting the, the people of the light. And so Dritz is against that, right? But oh, so it's a situation. It's a, <laughs> what, yeah, I guess in what way. <laughs> You know, Remy's like, I hate being a scavenger. Right. I want to make things. I want to be more like a real like, human. Right. Food yeah. is fuel. Uh-huh. Well, no, so the dad in this question is a good is the good guy. The <laughs> dad is the one who raises him to hate drow culture, and so that's why Dritz grows up to be a good guy. It's because he hates he hates the culture he's from. It's terrible. Um, the the. At the time, though, th- those books also then dealt with like he goes up to like the the regular part of the world and suffers a lot of discrimination right. because he's a drow and people assume that he's cruel and evil and he gets to be like, no, I'm one of the good ones, <laughs> uh, which at the time was really new. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's not. It's not. It's that stuff. Yikes. That stuff. Yikes. <laughs> um, anyway, let me talk about a different action RPG. Sounds that, like we're talking that, about D&D, all right. That's so... Uh-huh. Yikes. Yikes. I want, I want the words to come out of your mouth next uh-huh. to be... I really liked this game. I saw people saying I'm, uh, um, some near stuff. And if you like some wow. near stuff, you're gonna hmm. you're gonna you're gonna like this game. Maybe I knew like people would say this. I knew people would say and, this. And I want and maybe I don't want you to say that because like I've got games I'm playing and I'm and I'm in a heavy medium. I don't but think I want you need to play this game. Okay, all right, continue. continue. I don't think you need to play this game. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm not I'm not finished with it yet. So maybe I'll hit. I think there are some big action moments, but I don't think near is the or like big like twist moments. But one. Anyone who doesn't expect the twi- some of the twists in this game has has You're blinders. Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet <laughs> Nexus. Scarlet Nexus. It's anime, anime time, baby. Baby. Dude, put in the uh, drop. Scarlet Nexus is uh, the latest action RPG from uh, Bandai Namco's internal team. Um, I think it's the Code Vein team. I, I like that it is the case, more yeah. than Code Vein so far. Yeah, Co- Code Vein, um, the perpetual Austin and Patrick look at it at a kiosk and go, you know. I put like, I could do an anime souls. I could do I that. I could do one. I just didn't think that particular one yes. was <laughs> as good as it could have been. 
Um, this is not a Souls game. This is an action RPG in in the you know character action a la near um that style of of uh, you know, devil may it's not, cry it's not as good as as plat it seems like i want to draw a line somehow between what i expect from a devil may cry versus what i expect from a longer action rpg that has side quests and right. wants me to repeat areas and stuff I, it's, it's not, not as a t- as, t- tight a very uh, as tight of an experience as a, as a dmc which like you expect to play right for 10 hours and every encounter is like to be really well built. Tightly, and, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is, but I will say, I think the action sequences in this are actually, or the action like design is actually really good. Uh, I like, I think I like the action of it more than like near replicant, which came out this year uh, or, or probably even, I think I like it moment to moment in terms of combat more than automata, which I think was like, okay. Automata, automata was like, uh, so it's above fine that. until you got, yes. it's like 10 hours later. It was like, ooh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so you are, and you will, you will see why I say that if you didn't expect some shit, so some of these twists immediately, then, then uh, you had blinders on in a second. You were, you can pick as one of two characters uh-huh. in this kind of sci-fi uh, fantasy Japan. It's not actually Japan. I don't believe it's a, it's, it's a fictional world. I know the main, the main area is called new Himuka. I forget if the world has like a unique fantasy name or not. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and I also could be, I could be wrong and it, it could be in Japan, but I'm pretty sure it's not because of how there's like a different Jesus in this world. And your main, the one of the main <laughs> characters is descended hmm? from what? him. 2000 year 2000 years ago some bad stuff happened and the the family a deep ancestor of the main character was the one who like stopped it from happening and there's like is like the center of some religious stuff there right all right continue um, anyway it is like a cyberpunk world the, the the studio calls it brain punk because most of the stuff is not through cybernetics it's through psionic stuff there's like hmm. a psychic network that everyone's cued into rob is not impressed by this rob you're not going to like anything i say in the next actually <laughs> you're well, going to convince like, yourself not everything is a punk not like you can't no, like but, okay but wait let me finish talking all right because of where this goes which is when you're a kid Okay, the world is is beset upon by monsters, uh, and these monsters, uh, one, have incredibly sick designs, which is maybe one of the best things about this game, is that all of the monster design is uh, outstanding. They have a very clear through line, which is this kind of um, – it's not just – biomechanical because biomechanical can mean a lot of different things it's explicitly and specifically these designs that lean on a combination of um plant life um like wicker and old bronze and light bulbs uh, at the oh. heart of each of these enemy types are is either like a run of light bulbs and then also a single big one that you can reveal in combat and then destroy with a move to just instantly devastate them um they're extremely sick uh, the, when you were a kid, one of these monsters, or one of the main, there are two main characters you can pick from, uh, the one, the, the dude who I picked, cause I wanted to pick like the bog standard first, before I played the other character, I wanted to play like the shonen hero boy. <laughs> uh, and in his story, he's attacked as a kid. He's saved by a member of this group, um, called the OSF, which I'll explain in a second. And he's like, I have to become an OSF agent. And so he, he grows up and joins them. The OSF uh, is is a group that fights the monsters. The monsters are called the Others, 
And so they are the other suppression force. And if you start a video game where you join the other suppression force and don't think, oh, they're evil. Yeah. There's some evil shit this they're doing. This is going to break sure. bad for sure. It's going to break bad for sure. <laughs> then, then I don't know what, I don't know how, you need to watch more anime. You need to read more books. Uh, the second you've decided the monsters are literally called others with a capital O, you have you you have uh, committed yourself to telling that sort of story. It's a sort of story I expected actually from Astral Astral Chain last year, mm. two years ago, right. and I just didn't really go in that direction uh, in any way. Whereas here, it's almost immediately within the first few hours, you're getting interesting twists and turns that explore what's really going on in this world, uh, what the character relationships are. There is very quickly and kind of centrally a civil war inside of this military you know uh kind of organization um uh and most importantly it is a vehicle for a sort of for both i think a really good action system and then also a lot of shonen anime melodrama um it is specifically i want to say drawing on a sort of anime set of conventions that you see in the later parts of something like Tokyo Ghoul, the the A plot of Full Metal Alchemist, the sort of organizational um, uh, betrayals and uh, backstabbings, and you know uh, all the, all the sort of like metaphysical reveals that happen in the latter half of Full Metal Alchemist. Um, it's also just like it's that style of um, uh, My Hero Academia of just like, ooh, who's this new character and what are their powers? What's their quirk? Mm. Right? Every everyone in the OSF has I mean, everyone in the in the world, bar a, a small few that get mentioned offhandedly from an NPC, just have psychic powers. Everyone has some sort of psychic power enough to interact with the psychic like uh, billboards downtown at the very least. <laughs> all of the AR stuff. There's all sorts of like augmented reality stuff in the world, and that's okay. all just psychic. <laughs> it's all just like being projected psychically um and and but it's which is an is interesting there, difference in some ways is there does this is that still a machine of some sort projecting psychic they they figured out how yes, to make because uh-huh. you have a dude there's a psychic network that everyone is hooked into but you have a dude on your team who's also his psychic gift is telepathy so he can send messages to you right even if the psychic network is down, <laughs> which is weird. Like, he can do it himself. There's no machinery involved right. with it. Um, now, what I was, being, so the Wi-Fi goes down, and he's got, he's got LTE. He, like, yeah. But he's he got can't get anything network. in. There's an mm. important sequence where he's like, all right, I need you to do blah, 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 blah. And you're like, all right, cool. I can still talk to you because you have telepathy. And he's like, don't bother trying to talk to me. I can't hear a word <laughs> you're thinking. I can just send messages. That's just how my shit works. Like, fuck. Okay, that's well, that's, kinda, that's not particularly useful. Uh, like, actually, you kind of got the short end of the stick. No wonder you sit at home and run the, the communications for us. Because right. what you can do is kind of just annoying. Like, it's just you have the power to reach out and talk. You have the power to be like, oh, and don't forget the eggs. That's what you're Stop sending me the password. <laughs> I got the password. Like, right. I, I'm good. Like, I'm good. That's it. Um, it's still a good power. If any of us had the ability to send <laughs> anyone else a, a, a psychic message, that would not be not a power, but it would it would be more limited than you would want it. <laughs> There's to no be. read receipts. Well, when everyone else right? has psychic powers, then maybe the the sheen you know is a little less shiny on that. That's one. what it looks like. So, like <laughs> the rest of your crew. So again, you pick between two characters: Yuido, who. He is again a descendant of this this um, ancient hero uh, who's a religious figure in the world, um, and also 
Uh, his dad is the president of the country, and also his mm. older brother is the head of the other suppression force. So you know it's gonna break down. <laughs> you know one of them motherfuckers evil. Yeah, at least one of them. They might hate each other. You don't even know. You get text messages in this game early on where you're like, wow, dad texted me for the first time in years. Uh -oh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> cool. This home life ain't good. <laughs> so the other character you can play as is the kind of like cool and indifferent um, uh, uh, kind of girl who who has a a similar connection to the world in terms of like what her where her adopted family is from. But one mysterious adopted family mm. uh or adopted family which means her own her own you know, biological history is mysterious uh in a very anime way uh and then and then two she is the one who's like she's not soon today she's like hard to impress like genuinely not interested in your bullshit right. uh, high standards. uh and both high standards there's both a, there's of them a have for that probably that i don't know a hundred percent yes <laughs> Um, there is, both of them have, uh, uh, telekinesis. That's their, that's their main thing or psychokinesis. They can lift things with their minds. And mechanically, the way that that plays out is you have light attacks on square, which is using your main weapon. You, uh, kind of a charged or heavy attack on triangle, like an action game, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can pick up and throw things with, I'm playing on PS5 with R2. Um, and the way that the game kind of works that in is, you kind of do – my basic combo is like square, 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 or maybe square, square, triangle, and then R, you hit R2, and it charges up for a second as you lift a trash can off the street and fling it at someone, and then you go back to hitting square to like jump back into combat, and you can kind of chain that together in a really fun way. Um, enemies have regular health and have also have like a stamina or, or like a – poise bar or something that you're trying to break down if you break that down by hitting their weak point enough times in a row uh you can then instantly kill them with l2 um and then you have the rest of your team and the rest of your team all have their own special abilities you basically start with one no matter no matter if you pick uh a yuido or uh i forget what i forget what her name is and it's uh kasane uh you start with like someone who gives you just a damage boost uh, my first main person is like, oh, you can add fire to your attack. Basically, they have their own psychic powers that they'll use in combat side to side by side with you, but you can also fuse their powers with yourself to give you like, okay, fire damage or invisibility from which you can do a stealth attack. Or um, there's one who gives the, uh, she has, um, what's the, what's the, not foresight. There's a better word for foresight for like a clairvoyance she has. And with clairvoyance, you get a, a larger parry window or a, la a larger perfect attack window. Oh, and that's all right. See that's kind of neat. Yeah. And you can see through um, fog and you can see invisible enemies. Is that just uh, like someone who gives a passive that you mm -hmm. get constantly while they're in your No, team? you, you, they each have their own little bar that when you switch into it, it begins draining that bar and then you have to switch off of it uh, for it to okay, recharge. Cool. It recharges pretty quick. It's not mm -hmm. all of the pacing on the abilities is enough that you're always using something, right? right? If I'm not using the damage boost one, I'm using the one that gives me like a rock shield. If I'm not using that one, I'm using the one that gives, you know, whatever, ele electrical damage, depending on who's in the party. The party changes depending on what's happening in the story. I think I've kind of set with my like my core three NPCs at this point. Um, but for the first like five or six hours of the game, you're bouncing around a bunch of different characters and seeing a bunch of cool abilities 
Hmm. And that feeling is just cool of just like, oh, wow, what's up with this with this dude? Like, I've never partied with this guy before. What's his deal? You know, cla- classic shit. <laughs> I've never partied with this dude Like, before. you know, hey, what's yeah. his deal? What's his deal? Like, clairvoyance? Um, oh. Yeah. It is, it is top to bottom filled with anime shit. It is 100%. <laughs> you know, the girl who knows how to use fire is my childhood best friend, but we've grown distant over the time. And she can tell that I have this, like, deep connection with – the the cool and indifferent Kasane who's in a different platoon of our group and so that means that like she's she's trying to figure out how to like do I really do I love Kasane do I have a crush on Kasane is there room for 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 uh, her in my life still uh, and it's like that stuff is all over this game and like you like it or you don't like it you know you like it or you don't like it <laughs> um, uh, this has persona style social bonding where in between I always I say one of the best things in this game is you do a mission uh, after the mission you go back to your headquarters uh which sorry you go back to your hideout not the headquarters you have like a little hideout where your crew hangs out and the game says okay you're in your cooldown phase you're in your like your intermission go do side quests go talk to npcs go do the bonds whatever you want to do if you if you want to go rerun an old dungeon go do that and when you're ready to keep doing the story come talk to this table and when you talk to this table, the table will advance. <laughs> Your character will be like, oh, I could use a nap. And then it'll you'll take a nap. And when you wake up, it's time for the next bit of the story. And I love, I think, more action RPGs that have this sort of structure could literally better have just like, hey, this is a cooldown moment. You're allowed to go do whatever you want. Don't worry about it. Mm. Um, in any case, like the social bond stuff is kind of is kind of fun. One, because it's just it's 100 percent the thing of like, oh, I'm going to get to know this character and learn that she loves plants and she's going to ask me what my favorite plant is. And I'm going to describe a plant to her and she's going to be like, it's going to be my mission to find out what type type of plant that is. And you either (laughs) think that's cute or you think it's not cute. Right. You just need to know in your heart if you're ready for that type of anime shit. Um, I think it's cute and good and I'm here to defend it. (laughs) Uh, The. I would say that like the the thing that is really at the core of this is I expected this to kind of be a box standard action game, but the combination of the abilities that you unlock, there's a big skill tree, you know, obviously, obviously, um, I guess maybe not obviously, but there's a big skill tree. There's uh, a kind of linear equipment upgrade system. There's you're getting drops from enemies in a very n- near uh, replicant and automata style way where you're like, oh, now I have enough to upgrade this weapon, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, that stuff does just work. Like, I think that the, the combat is surprisingly fun bouncing around between enemies, throwing stuff at them. They do some really fun stuff with the fact that you have telekinesis. They don't just keep it at like you're throwing garbage cans at dudes. Sometimes you'll get a special thing in the environment that you use L2 instead of R2 to use. And sometimes it's obvious it's, I'm picking up oil drums and dumping oil on an enemy so that you better fire damage. But then there's like, you get into a subway system at one point and it's like, you use those, those trains. Those enemies are standing right on the tracks. Just use your telepathy, <laughs> your telekinesis to throw one of these subway cars down the, the tracks into that group of enemies and do 100,000 damage to kill them instantly. I'm like, yeah, I will do that. <laughs> I had a fight on a highway last night and there was a bus and my dude was like, I'm going to get on that bus. And then at the bottom of the screen, it's like, all right, you're driving this bus now through through rows and rows of enemies controlling them, like controlling the bus. It's not a cutscene. It's not a like an instant kill. It's like, okay, left, right on the bus. Okay, (laughs) sure. Why not? Um, And that stuff like is I'm glad they're leaning into that direction and like being fun with the telekinesis instead of it just being 
another damage button. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Scarlet Nexus. Kato, nice. I think you should play some Scarlet I, Nexus. I feel like it's a I'm very, very interested. Yeah. It's a very Kato experience <laughs> in my experience. Uh, Patrick, if I get through it, again, I get why people are having the near thing. There are two characters. You're supposed to play through with both characters to see the full story. It's multiple playthroughs. There's going to be some overlap in content. And I, I know the, pe- the people I've seen making this uh, mm-hmm. lean further anime than I do personally. And so I've been yes. keeping that in mind as mm-hmm. I try and Inter- you know, no, I, I'm fine with a little anime, but yeah, like not usually my my thing. And so I'm always trying to yes. figure out like, all right, what, which tone, what, where are we riding? So I feel like if you stick with it, you can come back, give me a. I mean, I don't know. Uh, is exactly, 13 Sentinels more or less anime than this? Oh, good point. Uh, I think it's less anime in a very particular way, oh, okay. which is that this is such a, this is such a, the kind of like Shonen or Seinen, like, the team not the, right. it's also the case of 13 team, sentinels like, a part of the uh, appeal of that out if you know however you feel about like the yeah. anime s relationships is the mystery box right sure, like sure. that's right. what i like right 13 sentinels is like you go in here i see i'm trying to figure out what the where the layer of this is in the narrative in the meta narrative yeah, yeah, in yeah. what i know and right, i don't right. know that you know so that stuff is 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 fine and like packaged with that like it doesn't like get to the point of irritation for me in terms of like the 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 aesthetics and like storytelling that I like or dislike. Um, but yeah, like there are times where like I can I can I can roll with that. But like Thirteen Sentinels, I like would package that as like, well, certainly that could be a reason you like it. But like the the game's pitch is more about mm. the the mystery box that it, you're mm-hmm. you're unpacking. Totally. Okay. Um, I will say I have one final note. Uh-huh. There is uh, there are a pair of of important. To the story, brothers, the Travers brothers in this, the younger brother is named Luca, um, uh, who has like teleportation powers. Luca's, Luca seems cool. I like Luca. Um, his older brother is named Karin, but it's spelled K-A-R-E-N. Uh, and so, and he's like very important to the plot. He's like super important to the plot. And so every time it's like Karin... General Karin, I'm like General Karen, Karen is here. Oh shit, this is danger, danger level max right now. He wants to see Karin. the CEO, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly well. Like I can't under, I cannot under, or I cannot overstate how important to the plot Karin is. Like the most important NPC so far. Oh. And it's all of this extreme Karin. Why would you do that? Like, yeah, I've been asking. <laughs> feel like I feel like it, there's like a, a rare time where they turn off the subtitles so you can like just let your brain absorb it a little bit better. <laughs> if I had done that and then had been like reading a review of it and saw someone write, I'd be like, yeah, Karen. I get to the, read someone's reviews like, when you face off against the deadly General Karen, I'd be like, okay, what? Who? I'm, I must be on the other path. I missed that one. <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, anyway, Scarlet Nexus is is pretty good. I'm I'm I have enjoyed what I've played so far more than I thought I would. Uh, again, I had really wanted to like Code Vein, and then put in that ninety minutes and was like, I think I'm good with Code Vein. Yeah. I think I'm going to keep playing this. Uh, I've not beaten it. I I it's pretty long. definitely a world it's like which 20, stays, 30 hours is from. I think I, I can reading. do that though. Yeah, I think I have that in me. I think I have that in me for this. Um, I'm enjoying the characters enough. I'm like. I'm at the point in the game now where there are characters on both sides of a conflict and I'm still getting requests to like meet up and hang out with them. But it's not, they're not ignoring that we're in a, 
like a civil war with each other. Like, They're just hey. like, well, what are we going to do? Stop hanging out? I still <laughs> want to like, have that beer. <laughs> I still want to get that beer. Like, we're, oh. we have ideological differences and we're going to fight about it in the streets. But like, look, that's the world of low intensity civil war. <laughs> like, <laughs> apparently, you, you know, five days a week, you're with your militia, you're laying siege <laughs> to someone's city. Like Saturday, Sunday roll around. It's like true ceasefire. So what you up to? So what you up to? Yeah. You got the night off. But, but, I mean, d- Rob Deadass, there is a moment in this game where the du- where where someone in the middle of a thing is like, yeah, we should probably we should probably call a truce right now. Just between me and you, right? We're on a personal <laughs> truce, right? Like, all right, yeah. You know what? We are. So that's uh, it's it's I'm having a good time with it. Uh check in with me next week. Maybe I'll I'll have finished one of the one of the plot lines or something and 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 more more uh, authoritatively say whether or not it holds up. Um, all right, we should take a break. I'm going to go back to bed where this migraine can't get me. That's not true. It'll still it'll get, get me it'll there. Probably, just, yeah. I don't have to also do something else while. <laughs> yeah. While being like, please just stop. Please stop with the pain. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, and while Austin goes and tries to sleep off that migraine, we're going to wrap up the show. <laughs> Scarlet uh, Nexus needs a, uh, a psychic power to disable migraines uh, <laughs> for him. Yeah, maybe maybe that's how they hacked it. They like cured migraines, and then everyone like had right. their psychic powers awakened. Um, <laughs> that's that seems to be about what it would take. That's all I do kind of love that back. like <laughs> they invent the psychic internet, and then capitalism does its thing. And it's like, well, now that we've un- like unlocked this incredible human potential for magical powers, uh, display advertising. What do you think? <laughs> um, Directly into your brain. So. I have also been um, anime adjacent, I would say. Oh, nice. uh, so I, I've been trying out Dark Deity, uh, which is that Fire Emblem-esque tactics game uh, that Austin talked about the other week. I I don't know. Uh, you were doing a lot of, during that hmm. conversation, something that is not conveyed uh, to the listener, because we don't do a video version of, of this podcast anymore anyway, um, is you're doing a lot of ooing, and I and qu- quietly raising eyebrows, which I'm not. So I'm not shocked that then that that pod ended and you decided to to jump in. So I'm curious where where it potentially went off the rails for you. Well, I think uh, for for one thing, like in the early, it, it's got some issues with tactics games where like the early missions are pretty rote, and so like there's a lot of fighting. But is it good fighting? <laughs> Not really. It's like I can comfortably stay ahead of what the enemies can put down in terms of damage. Um, there are at this stage a lot of 
There's a lot of small decisions that I don't find particularly compelling, but the game nevertheless wants you to invest like your interest in them. So like the fact that your melee guy carries not one, but four different swords on him that Ooh. all do different things <laughs> and have different like uh, they have different stats. They have different like two hit chances. They have two uh, different crit chances. Um, and you're holding all these at once. You just yeah. swap between these four swords. And so absolutely there's an coming awful lot of like just staring at the menu. Like you, it's, you go into a place. It's like nothing on the menu. Look, it's like Cheesecake Factory tactics, right? Where it's sure. like, yes, <laughs> none of this looks amazing, but there sure is a lot of it. And suddenly I'm like, oh, damn, which of these, which of my four bows do I want to use? Do I want to hit this guy for five to six damage? Do I want to hit him for... Five to eight, a slightly lower two hit chance. Do I want him for four to six, but with a three percent chance higher of crit? And it's that all the way down. Um, and I, I hope, I suspect that as the game matures and you you can unlock all these weapons separately, um, not un unlock but upgrade. Maybe these decisions come into their own and like you can sort of spec out your characters along really particular lines, make them specialists in certain weapons. Uh, but in the early stages, it's definitely a lot of um, really small decisions that kind of feel like they're just meaningful enough. I can't bring myself to actually ignore them, but I <laughs> can't just auto battle. <laughs> right. Um I don't know. Maybe that is fire. Maybe that is fire emblem esque, right? Like it's oh, here's a lot of stuff I can do in this tactics game that I don't really have to do because it's kind of easy. Well, that um, was sort of like you know, in in broad strokes, that my reaction to the last fire emblem was like, oh, uh, you know, I liked the DS ones where I had to think a little more, and as these have like tilted towards relationship building, the the tactics part has gotten less interesting for me as as it goes on. Oh, this game doesn't have. Does it have that part where you're oh, yeah, talking to folks? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay. Battle All ends. Right. You go to camp. How are my bonds doing between my soldiers? <laughs> and like for out of the gate, they're like, you have a million soldiers in your party and they all have different relationships. And so, but the weird thing is like, um, like three houses, right? Which we all played fairly recently. All those characters are so sharply drawn and kind of engaging that you're you are kind of like yeah i do want to see how these relationships come together like right. i want to see these two these two hang out and you're kind of surprised by their dynamics uh here it feels like we're a little bit more in stock character uh territory and so the bonds that are being forged are also kind of stock character-esque uh and so like you go to your camp and you start building these bonds but i'm sitting there kind of thinking like yeah um I'm spending time, like, I'm kind of hanging out with some boring people right now. <laughs> I see the numbers are going up, but uh, I found myself not caring about those numbers going up. Yeah. Uh, your bond is increasing, kids, <laughs> but I would not say it is growing, if you know what I mean. It's, Does it, um, do, you, do you have to do it just to materially impact, like, do, do the characters, like, do their yeah, bonds? Like, uh, uh, it's okay. So you have to, you can't just be like, Okay, it turns out I just don't care about this part of the game, and I'm just going to dig deeper into the tactics. You have to do this part to get, like, the team-ups or whatever synergy bonuses that go along with it. Yeah, and it also kind of seems like um, they're just going to make it rain bonds no matter what. 
so it's not even there's not an element of um oh i want these two to get closer and like level up their bond at least in the early hours like you just do anything and everyone's like man you know what we we should do now we should bro the fuck down um (laughs) and so even people who you got like did they meet in the cutscene? did they actually know each other were they next to each other in the fight i don't know but the game's like they bonded and i'm like i don't know that they did but you know there you have it the bonds of the battlefield rob yeah, and some, it's, somebody very stabs a dude that. next to you. You know, you get closer to You're like, hey, cool stab wound. <laughs> nice. Uh, the thing I I am kind of sticking by is everything does have this this sense of impending disaster because yeah, as, as Austin sort of explained last week, you're a military academy where they just decided to rush rush graduate everyone, um, <laughs> and like press them into the front lines. So literally, it's like. It's the children's crusade, right? Where, like, you have the people who are supposed to be, like, newly appointed officers going off to war. But then there's this, like, cavalcade of children uh, behind them. Plus, there's, like, random, uh, like, peasants they're they're picking up uh, from villages along the way. So it, it does have this cool sense of, like, all this is going to end pretty badly uh, pretty soon. I'm probably going to give it a few more missions uh, to see if it both narratively holds my interest. Um, but the characters start to grow on me a little bit more. Um, but I think the big thing is the tactics game needs to get a little better for me. Mm. Um, like three houses. I like, I like that game a lot and I stalled out cause I was like, I just, these missions are so many, but they're so like my input is irrelevant here. Um, yeah. I don't need to be here. We can just go back. Just to get me back. Thing. Get me back to headquarters so I can do the part of the game that I that I like, which is, yeah, how I fell on that game, too. Yeah. It's just like I, I'm really enjoying running around and doing the relationship stuff. But the the act like the move in spaces is like, yeah, I could take it, take it or leave it. Um, and actually would rather have have left it except for like the last couple fights where they then asked me to 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 think about what I was what I was it, doing. And I guess that's that's probably like why I'm not super shocked that a game like this is trying to echo that while also trying to do like bite off both chunks at the same time mm-hmm. would be like a pretty difficult thing to to pull off, which I think is frequently why you see games that ape a lot of these like you know, kind of console style strategy games that that come out of like, you know, a lot of handhelds. They tend to err on the side of more of the tactic stuff than the relationship stuff because like that stuff kind of got smoothed out over the, I mean, the Fire Emblem series have been around for decades at this point. They, they kind of figured that part out. And then the, the relationship layer came later. Um, So them trying to do both of those at the same time, like it seems like, you know, they're, you know, both are suffering as a result of maybe not each of them having, you know, full, full attention. The, thing with like modern fire emblems that i've always found is it feels like like the biggest issue i've had with them is pacing issues it's just like i could do with like a 25 percent cut on the amount of battles most of the time because even when they are even the ds ones where they are more in like more interesting and you have to kind of focus more like the the amount like it felt like i wasn't gaining new units or like uh, leveling people up fast enough for each new encounter to be it was just a grind of, yeah like like, long long exactly. to be long for the sake of being long because these games are supposed are to be long. long right exactly and i i feel like that's kind of the the trap that people who even look towards uh fire emblem as like a 
jumping off point for inspiration fall into as well. And it's like, I would love if you just took that formula and made it shorter, more well paced. Uh, that'd be great. Someone make yeah. that please. <laughs> I also wonder if, how much of this is inherent to like, by definition, these guys, these games are kind of um, chimeras where it's like, right. They're tactics games, but for people who also like visual novels. And so like, I think, you, clearly there are a lot of people in that in that uh overlap on the venn diagram but also it's very easy for this game to just like slightly like be off target for someone mm-hmm. a little bit and to, to feel like you're just outside of the sweet spot the game is hitting and i think that's where i tend to land where it's like even though i like the story um there are a million tactics games out there and uh right. you know why should i why should i hang with this one um when the one is pretty forgiving um and th- yeah like the the fights in this tend to uh it's not like xcom where it's like things are very swingy if mm-hmm. somebody's in a bad position xcom like they could just be done in one turn right um if they're pretty high level and they've got a, like a lot of good shit on them they could get really messed up in just one turn and then probably killed the next uh here it feels like you have everything is so chippy that you have a lot of opportunities to be like oh that character could potentially be in danger in three turns so i'm just going to rotate them to the back uh and so the game gives you lots of space to sort of lessen the like whatever tension already exists in these fights um which is i think another another part of it but did yep. yeah, did either uh, did either of you or Austin mention whether or not it has like permadeath? That was a thing that I don't think I've picked up on. Like, does I should get do one of these kids die? killed? <laughs> you know uh, what happened? Uh, such a good general. Like because the, uh, you know that was another big thing of like Fire Emblem is that part of the tension comes from the fact that if you in I mean until unless you put it on like the specific. No yeah. permadeath mode, but like but you have to be real traditionally, to lose those kids. <laughs> well, at least that was at the case in three. It, that was the case in three houses, right? Yeah. So, like three houses. Even though I flipped off permadeath, but I, I may as well have not because right. it was it was never. I was never in actual danger. Whereas I felt, at least in some of the DS ones, like where they introduced that mechanic, or or did I think one of the ones I played didn't have it, and I would just like replay a fight until I got through it, and then the the, the, the fight became. Kind of a puzzle game Awakening, as opposed to... I think Awakening, yeah, Awakening I think, was the first one on DS, right? I think so. And that that's the one where I... That's where I picked up the series, like yeah, post same. XCOM, where I was like, all right, maybe like I, I do like tactics games. I just need to find the ones that, that fit me. And I think a lot of people got onto Fire Emblem with Awakening. And I don't think that one had the, the permadeath thing. I could be remembering it, properly. No, it I, did. It had... It had... It was... It had the Or I guess I mean you couldn't turn it off. Turn it off. Right? Oh, you could? Okay. But not, right. not mid-game. That's the thing. It was per save gotcha. file, gotcha. and you would have to choose at the very beginning. So so I think that's what I did was like I, I flipped People permadeath didn't understand on. what casual – it was like casual and standard. Yeah. So people right. didn't – it was like ca- casual, no. So I still yeah, wanted the good fi- yeah, I still like, the good fights. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, though, like it's uh, – like, like I dig that it exists, right? Like to mm-hmm. an extent, I am like, yeah, this feels – this feels good and like SNES like I'm playing on my computer. Like there, there is a part of me that's like, it's like, it's a new game that I have nostalgia for, which is a weird hmm. space to be in, but it, it does pr- like 
pretty well pull off that vibe of like uh being in being an uh, like an authentically old-fashioned game in some ways uh that, that i dig so like i'll i'll have more to report uh next time i will send some of these kids to get killed uh <laughs> and we will see if we can we'll see if death can sever these uh underwhelming bonds um <laughs> and i will uh i'll let you know anyone else playing anything uh yeah uh i so i i spent some more time with game builder garage uh which we uh briefly streamed um when we were all together because it came out right as sort of like e3 weekend week was was starting um game builder garage is a uh like a it's a tool that can can teach you sort of like the basic tenets of how like cause and effect happen in in game design where you are you are taking these nodes and you're modifying actions you're linking them to other nodes that perform other actions so you can get a sense on a, on a basic level uh like oh like how does an analog stick like map to different actions the player does um how do you uh you have to actually set like the camera for what the player sees when the game starts like for example like one of the the first uh, game, uh tutorials is you building this like a game of tag between two characters and you you learn how to um set the camera which defines like the player space and then you build walls around that so that like that ties in the camera and like keeps the player in there you you modify uh the size of the character so that you don't actually have to make the arena bigger you just need to make the player smaller to to create a sense of scale so you know it's 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 this basic kind of building block tool to understand um you know, like how how games function kind of like on a, a molecular sort of level. Um, I, that's interesting um, in the same way that I, I think Mario Maker's like level tools are interesting. And, and Mario Maker, I'd argue, like sort of like revolutionary in terms of like how it managed to build that UI. I haven't spent enough time in the tools of Game Builder Garage to like say if it does does quite that. But I do think it was really neat. Um uh, but it kind of comes into a world where there are a lot of like already established, like e- more easy, like entry level tools to understand, like how games c- connect together. Um, but it does it in the cutesy Nintendo way. The thing I was interested in was like, all right, what are people building with this? Like I want to go out there. Same with Mario Maker. I want to play levels. I don't want to make them. And, and Game of the Garage is the same way. Like I don't want to make I don't want to make games. I want to play them. And the first thing it, I. Hmm. So like. <laughs> hmm. There you cannot browse games in in this. There's oh. not a there's not a game browser. Just not just doesn't exist. Not built oh. into Game Builder Garage. Um, the <laughs> the like the, the 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 terms it uses are like. Do you want to go into the air? Free programming is what it's called. Is where you can like load up other games. Like, do you want to send or receive? I'm like, excuse me, what? Um, and if receive, you click that and it says receive from online. I'm like, I what is. Is that the store? Uh, <laughs> Click on that. Uh, and then it's just a prompt to put in a code because there's no. And you might think, oh, well, maybe a Nintendo's app that they ignore and don't build out. I, maybe they built something here. No. Is there a website? Like Mario Maker 1 had a website where you yeah. could go and there were codes and there were filters. Now, granted, Mario Nintendo did say we're not supporting that for Mario Maker 2, a choice that made no sense at the time. Um <laughs> Maybe they've like built something like that into Game Builder Garage. Eh, wrong. Nothing that they have this year. Jeez. Oh, so have so instead fans have built their own websites. Let me. Oh. I want to pull up for folks. Uh, I'm gonna. I will find it as I'm uh, right as I'm, I'm talking. I, I had it up here and then I 
uh, got rid of it while I was uh, checking out games uh, this morning. But yeah, there's nothing. So fans had to build. There is no way to browse what people are making, what is interesting, uh, what would like what is worth playing. Um, Classic people had Nintendo. to build that. It is so infuriating <laughs> because why would you ma- why make anything right then? Because well, I, I guess I guess you can post the code to to Reddit. I guess yeah. you could post a code to these websites that people are, are building, but it is so completely hamstringing a really cool idea yeah. because they didn't build the the infrastructure around it. And I, I know it's a very Nintendo thing to have happen, but it is nonetheless like deeply frustrating because this could be so much more. And I suspect there, it won't be as a, as a result there. It feels like they're still, yeah, they're still stuck in like pre-internet era of like where sharing is a personal thing between two friends right. sort of deal where like, that's the, the way you would share whatever you create in this thing anyway. So why would we need to build a browser? Like, why would we make things public in that way? Uh, it also like, be them being the like quote unquote so family friendly company like not have to worry about or deal with moderation of that content either right like well they're not they're not at the moment anyway um right. like <laughs> you know uh it's like one of the games i played was like a they they pitch it as like a gta style game and you like yep i'm running around as this character uh i can get in vehicles i can run people over they scream i've got a gun <laughs> Or like a, a gun equivalent attached right, but to you me, can't, and I can. The 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 thing with them is that you can't stumble across that as a kid. Correct. Right. Correct. Unless you, you're you can, looking in the right places. So like, right. Nintendo Unless has go on the internet, its hand, washed its hands of any liability there. <laughs> yeah. So the website is mygarage.games. Um, it's a it's a it's a, it's a really cool tool. Um, it is what I've done to to find anything other than the handful of games that people have. I'm um, kind enough to send me uh, over over Twitter. Um, so I'm trying. I wanted to shout out the person it says uh, pay, pay, PayPal money pool. So I don't know if the money pool is the person who, who who built this. So shout outs to to money pool if that is if that is you. Um, this website's been very useful. But like wow. yeah, it has all the things you would want. Newest games, hot this week, random, popular games. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of what you will find... <laughs> There's a Metroid game in here. Well, so that that's the thing. Um, <laughs> now, granted, when you give people a tool, the first thing they're going to do are replicate the things that already exist because yeah. you're trying to understand how the tools work. And so if you've seen any articles written about Game of the Garage, uh, if, if you browse the popular tab, it's a lot of, here's a bad Mario Kart. Here's a bad F-Zero. Here's a bad Sonic uh, game. Um, and they're not bad. I, I mean, bad in that like they're like they're they're pretty mediocre, like reinterpretation, like recreations of these existing games within a structure in which I don't believe Game Builder Garage lets you alter the physics of the character. Mm. So you just have like a bunch of you have a lot of platforming games where it's not fun to jump. Um, right. um, and so a lot of people are just spending time recreating things. Um, and while I'll be curious is if. Hopefully this website takes off. Hopefully like it, it, you know, establishes itself enough that even though Nintendo is, if they haven't done it now, they're not going to add a storefront to this. Like the, the game is what it is. Like that's not coming later. Um, I will still be curious to see like what weird shit people get into. I mean, like a game I played earlier was called, I, I, uh, if you check my Twitter, um, you, you will find it. It's called, I, I tweeted my, my new short film 
Please enjoy. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a level called Luigi Gets Some Milk and Dies. And I want to tell you what you do in it. You play as a Luigi sprite. You climb a couple blocks. You drink some milk. And the motherfucker dies. Um, <laughs> so, like, right now, the vast majority of Game Builder Garage is shit posts and, like, bad recreations of existing IP. Um, and so that makes it, like, kind of fun and goofy to poke around in, but does not necessarily inspire confidence that there'll be, like, you know, this will be, uh, like, really interesting to check out. Um, as opposed to a thing like Dreams, where constantly I, j- I jump into Dreams, and even though Dreams hasn't really taken off in the way that I would have hoped, or probably Media Molecule hope, please make that PS5 and PC version. I think the PC will save that co- that community mm. in a way that it, c- it could really use. Um, hell, even Game Builder Garage would be fucking cool as hell on, on PC, <laughs> and would make it would and like what they've built would be really accessible to to a lot of people. But um, yeah, like I mean, there are occasional things. Like there's a game called uh, Little Puzzle Island that has, well, one, it's first person, like which is novel in and of itself. That people were able to like build a first person game out of it, and um, I'll be curious to see what people do fr- from there. But it has like a lot of really interesting puzzle interactions where you're manipulating music notes, moving um, blocks around, just sort of things that when you do the tutorialization or you look through most of what pe- what is available, does not suggest that. People could have even done that. And like, mm-hmm. that's the fun of then seeing, okay, this has been out for a couple of weeks. Like, what are what are people going to be able to stretch um, the abilities of this? I even saw, I, I don't know exactly what it was doing, <laughs> but it looked like people had, so there's a limit in terms of the, like, I forget what the term is in in this game, but like the, the amount of like nodes and connections you can make, like there's a max in terms of what you can actually put uh, onto like, sort of like the programming grid. And it seems like someone had built like an encoder where what? it was like, hey, like we've built a way so that, yeah, there's a max cap of like what you can do, but like you can input the things here and it'll shrink it down. Like I I'm, I may be misinterpreting <laughs> what is going on here, but it sounds like people had, had like done some math and it's like, all right, there's a way that we can, you know, get more into the game, even though the game has capped it. If we like build a fucking encoder in, into the game amazing. itself, so amazing. Um, like that's really fascinating. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that I'm going to be watching to see like what what does the audience do. And you give people a tool, they will do cool stuff with it. Like Nintendo is like the best example of this because they build cool things and then like completely fuck up the infrastructure around it. Um, but that won't stop people from doing cool things uh, regardless. Um. And so I'm glad it exists. It's frustrating that it doesn't have the stuff around it to allow it to succeed in the way that um, it should. But um, again, like this mygarage.games art, you know, has you can upload screenshots like I'm sure it'll have videos at some point. Um, There's a a lot of people commenting. So like there are discussions happening around uh, cool things that, that people are building. So, yeah, it's like it's disappointing in the way that Nintendo things are frequently disappointing. Um, But also like Mario Maker, I expect the community to save it in 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 the in the sense that they will make interesting stuff. I'm just curious to see where it goes from here beyond just Waluigi's taco stand, and then a bunch of people mm-hmm. are like the meme is back, and it's like all right. Um, I love um, the like the name of this one that I linked. I can't wait, Mega Man Network Battle. So I make it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like that's, and I don't know, I don't even know how people are making these sprites. Yeah. Like you can't. Like in dreams, there are ways to interact with the outside world. Um, not no the case input. here. 
I don't think there's like any import uh, here. Huh. So people are somehow building these sprites in the game. I might be wrong. You know, maybe there, maybe there's a separate program people have figured out to get Game Builder Garage to communicate psychically <laughs> with the outside world to, to bring in outside assets. But my presumption would be that people are using these tools to to build their own right. um, art I- I- in the game. Um, but it was a pinball game. And uh, like I saw s- someone made this really – it's a game called Moonlight Madness. Um that had it's a I'll, uh, like paste the how can I paste the screenshot? No, I can't. Um, but if I paste this here, um, you'll see like it looks like I don't know, like an NES or kind of like an Amiga or Commodore platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, you wouldn't looking at the other things available in Game of the Garage, nothing would suggest that right. like this is something people c- could build. It feels terrible to control. Like <laughs> the moment you jump, you it. It's like, I wish this had stayed in screenshot form because I don't want to move in this. Um, yeah. And maybe that'll be the thing that people find a way to adjust that. I'm, I, You know, like they'll find a hack that they can futz around with that stuff. I'm not confident Nintendo is going to support it because they have, as far as I know, not made any announcements in, in that direction. But, you know, you see things like this and it's like, oh, OK, like if this is what people are doing in two weeks, like or at least over the course of the summer, I, I'm I'm confident there will be other interesting things that aren't just meme and like like other franchise uh creations um yeah i'm trying i'm looking at the ones i pulled up to see if there are other ones i would recommend to people like the recreation of vvv vvv is pretty is pretty all right except for the point where it sounds like uh the the trying to recreate that game's incredible chiptune soundtrack it just sounds like somebody like slamming on a casio keyboard like a 70 year old just going and it's char it's charming in its own way but uh uh yeah so yeah i'm i'm people should send me links to um uh like it's easiest to use this this game uh this my garage.games um to to share that stuff but if you've if you've made stuff I, i haven't played it yet but someone did send me a link to something their 13 year old made Oh, good. Um, that was no, it's good. Oh, where did it go? Oh yeah. Uh, watch paint dry the game. Watch paint dry <laughs> in real time. The wall was painted using latex based paint, so it'll take about an hour before it's fully dry to the touch. Uh, it is not advised to touch the wall before that hour has passed. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the first comment from Dancy Cat is apologize for the late response, but I advise waiting another three hours. Uh, before adding another coat. And so, oh, that's the creator. Dancy Cat is the 13 year old who made this. So, like, that's good. That's like, that's funny. a merging of yeah. meme and shitpost and experimental game design that I can I can get behind. So that's watch, paint dry uh, the game. So I'll, I'll report back as as people start to do more with this. But I, I cannot express uh, my more, you know, any underscore my profound disappointment to discover that there was not just not even a way to to browse um but at least the fans have fixed that as they often do for nintendo um and so at least uh, my garage.games exists so yeah that's game builder garage interesting but disappointing the nintendo way <laughs> which also appears to be the like the critical response to the new mario golf game was like all right but disappointing a solid seven out of ten um uh, which is which is a bummer Sounds like the, the story mode in that game is not good. Um, Damn. But may, hopefully I'll get a code for that and I can give it to Austin so he can he can report back for us. <laughs> well, that actually sets us up to uh, 
to pivot to our question bucket, we have a question about the rich trove of ideas uh, that Nintendo is sitting on. Uh, Sean from Vancouver writes, Hey, Waypoint crew. There's something that kind of fascinated me this E3 while watching the Nintendo Direct and the subsequent Treehouse stream. The Breath of the Wild sequel having trailer having a big reveal shot of Link falling through the clouds obviously echoes Skyward Sword, which was shown just a couple minutes prior. Seeing all these floating masses overhead just made me wonder just how we'll be getting from Sky Island to Sky Island. In my head, I like to imagine Eiji Ayanuma muttering to himself, the sky setting in Skyward Sword was a good idea, and all you fuckers <laughs> shat on it. But you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Similarly, Yoshio Sakamoto described two halted attempts at getting Metroid Dread off the ground over the past 16 years, and for whatever reason, it's just not panning out. On one hand, of course, they have the resources to afford misfires like these, but it's also pretty crazy that they have the legacy to still be invested in these ideas. Who is really left at 10 to 20 year old studios to dust off old design docs, mining ideas that didn't originally pan out? Is Casey Hudson thinking of specific unfulfilled ambitions for Mass Effect 1 while working on this revival? My question is, what is a failed concept or mechanic in an older game, let's say closer to a decade or more, that you most feel deserves another chance to be done justice? Huh. 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 Some of these questions we need to get ahead of time so I can think about them. <laughs> yeah. So I I have one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hit me while I think. Okay. So I must tell you this up front because I'm going to tell you some things and you're going to be like, that sounds awesome. So I need you to believe me when I say the game was not very fun. Uh-huh. Okay. There was an RTS called Akron. It is a time travel RTS where... Mm-hmm. I remember this. I wrote yes. about this at Giant Bomb. I, everyone, I think everybody wrote about this game because <laughs> the premise is spectacular. Continue. Yeah. And crucially, it worked. Like, the thing I'm telling you, like it, it basically tracks. So, starts out, presentation is very rough. It's a very bog-standard RTS, you know, tank unit, rocket unit, soldier guy, all that shit. Roadster with, with guns. Who cares? Um, and so, it would start out. Very normal mission, expand your base, start building uh, like facilities to build new units, expand across the map, etc. Like find the enemy, fight them. But then below that is like in your sort of uh, UI area, there is a timeline bar. And you start out, obviously, it's, it's almost like you're watching a recording. Uh, it's, it's like a VCR tape at the bottom. And you can see like... Uh, it's sort of marked with like where the spikes are is like where there's a lot of action and such. Um, And so as the mission is playing out in real time, you can go down to the timeline bar and you can click to a timestamp and like basically hit play from there. Mm. And the old, like what was happening five minutes ago pops into existence. Now here's the thing. The present is continuing. You were just not watching it. Like you, you've kind of your hands off the keyboard. Your opponent might still be in the present fighting this battle but you are now five minutes ago right before like one of your tank forces was destroyed mm-hmm. and in this match your tank column you drove them in ambush they all got killed but now you've come back and you know that happened so you turn it around you ambush the ambushers and you just smoke their forces and your tanks continue driving toward their base the this is where it gets kind of hard to intuit what's happening 
that change doesn't immediately propagate into the present. Their their device for keeping this from being pure chaos was like time waves, where there was a um like at regular intervals, a time wave would sweep across the timeline and carry changes forward uh through the match. And so the guy like could conceivably beat you in the present and win the game before the time wave hits that, that could change everything. But it's also possible that like he's commanding all these units, the time wave hits and suddenly a bunch of his units like disappear as does one of his bases, because now five minutes ago, your Ugh. tank assault like worked. Um, <laughs> and so the, but the key thing was giving orders in the past cost resources and the further right. back in the past you were the more resources it cost right so you couldn't just get your ass kicked go back 10 minutes and like refight the match because the thing is it was always more efficient to be like winning in the present than like revising things in the past um and so the thing was it did have the feeling of like an rts where yeah the commanders can time travel and there are like wild chains of causality that unfold where it's like, well, this, this unit was destroyed. Uh, so it wasn't able to do damage to this unit in a battle. And therefore, uh, that unit like won't, uh, have any, like won't have any damage on it in the final battle. It'll be at full health and it'll be fine. Uh, and so it was one of those things where you're like, there's no way this works. It did work, but it wasn't that good in RTS. And, uh. I think I've also sort of hit on one of the other issues, which is it just made more sense if you were a better player to just stay close to the present or in the present, because right. like then you weren't burning your resources trying to like amend the past. Um, and, and it's so the same resources that uh, you use for other things in the game, basically. So I feel like, like there was a special time resource. OK, um, but it, but I can't. It's been it's been ages. Right. But yeah, it was. And wait, it's a ridiculous. This was, game. this was a multiplayer game. This wasn't yes. like, okay, they made that work with two human players. That sounds wild to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think they had multiplayer working. I mostly remember playing the computer. Right. Um, but I'm I I'm I have memories of like testing with someone. Because we were both like, there's no way this works, right? And right. Like, well, sync this issues would kill this thing. I, I want to say this game was like originally shown off at one like those annual GDC experimental game sessions, right? Where they would like developers would come up and show like a mechanic that made everyone go, whoa. And I feel like this is this game originally like popped up there and then was in development for like a decade or or something like that. But that kind of mechanic feels like I wouldn't want it to happen to me. It feels like it, it feels like something that I would that sounds like a great idea if I'm the one doing it to someone else. Right. Which is why I was yeah. like surprised that it was like, oh, you could do this in multiplayer against another person because that feels like it would suck uh but also like in like a a, a single player campaign I'm like oh yeah that's that's great i would love to play through well, that <laughs> so i think the dynamic one of the dynamics that like was meant to be happening was you'd see changes hit the present you'd scan back real quick to be like okay what changed right and then you might tweak something in the intervening timeline and click to a different inflection point uh, so it's like, okay, yeah, I lost that army. Fuck it. I'm not going to bother with that now. But now, like at this point, like two minutes after that, I'm going to change what I did. And then I'm going to flick back to the present. And now that I made these changes, the present is better again. And I'm going to continue winning this match. Mm -hmm. And so there was meant to be this like fencing match between like the two time commanders. 
Right. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was really conceptually hard. Like, I think it was a game that like you really needed to recondition players to understand how it worked. And I don't think the game set that table real well. Mm. And also, it just in terms of like being an interesting RTS, it wasn't even like Commander and Conquer, Command and Conquer quality. Huh. Um, it was. It, it felt very much like a um pre Command and Conquer one like type of RTS. Um, but with this like wild gimmick and I imagine it was, I imagine one reason it was crude was because this gimmick probably required a lot of processing power to carry off. And I think the designer, um, I'm not sure he's made like another like consumer facing game. No, I was one of those dudes. He was like a DOD. Yeah, I was, I was looking up, um, uh, the, the game to remind myself, uh, yeah, Chris Hazard was, um, I mean, it was, it was worked on primarily by two folks, Chris Hazard and Mike Resnick. Um, and I also enjoyed that it's considered to be the first meta time strategy game, which does not link to a mm, Wikipedia mm, page mm, because mm. Akron is, is, the, is the only one that tried it. Um, and, and it has not been tried uh, since. Uh, well, what it reminded me of was that uh, first person shooter. Uh, Quantum League. Chris Hazard, c- certified hypnotist. Huh. Nice. Sure. <laughs> which which game did it remind you of, Kato? Uh, uh, qu- uh, I think it was Quantum League, the the FPS multiplayer, where it's like you would right. each round like added a new like layer onto like the same span of time. It's like, not exactly the same, but a similar concept of just like you know, uh, changing things as you like move forward in a like match or whatever. There was like um, a, a really cool game that I liked people talking about, and then I think I played it once and was like, uh. Yeah, I never jumped right. in, but it looked. It, well, yeah, it seemed interesting, but I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it, so I was like, maybe it's not that interesting, actually. Yeah, this guy, this guy works in AI now. Shock, right? Like that. That makes <laughs> that makes all the sense. All the sense in the world. Oh, uh, so oh, uh, I have one, um, which is so I I was a huge fan of the De Blob games from years and years ago. Those were like this 360 mm. era. Uh, the setup for De Blob was you like played the blob, this little blobby creature in a world that was black and white. And then you filled it in with color. Um, And so as you like, like you would like run over paint and like paint was like this resource you used, And as you were like doing the platforming, it would like fill in the color of the environment. And then as you accomplish different objectives that would like, like turn the entire area like fully colored. And I have always just found like that setup to be really appealing and, and interesting and, so I was I really liked the first blob. I liked the second one. Um, I don't think they made a third one, um, but uh, and so they're like they were totally all right, like f- f- totally competent platformers. But I just don't see games play in that space all that often, which is I'm not going to get into my full thoughts on this game. Chicory, but like it's a game that came out a, a couple of couple of weeks back. But it is a like what if that but in Zelda um um where you're like in, in like these black and white pages that you're filling in with a with a paintbrush um and i i just don't see it happen very often so every time i see a game that like plays with that setup i'm like all right well i don't even if you're a mediocre game like for some reason this scratches a particular itch and like nobody does it and so anytime it comes along i will i you you got me <laughs> I'm here to play your game um, when really in my heart of hearts, what I'd want them to do is to make like a modern like 4K de blob. Um, I think they've released those games, but I don't, I don't know if they've done it for the 
current current gen platforms. But that's that's mine. That's the the one where I'm I'm just like unreasonably attracted to this one mechanic for one reason or or another. Um, and every time it's trotted out, it it gets me. So make more of those, please. <laughs> Fuck up thing is that the 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 question had my answer that it would have what my answer would have been pre this nintendo direct which is metroid fusion was one of my favorite metroid games because of the like the 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 samus parasite uh clone samus i forgot what the actual name of that that monster is that would chase you around that station uh and like they're doing it again so i'm fed you know i'm good (laughs) um uh yeah although hey maybe nintendo uh I, I saw, uh, I, I retweeted this last night, and it's been going around that um, you know Metro Dread was announced, and Nintendo, the company that loves to sell you old games uh-huh. for the hundredth time, uh-huh. there's no like you cannot you can get Super Metroid through their online service, but like specifically the game this is a sequel to, right, Fusion. Metroid Fusion, unavailable on the Switch, and so right. uh, the eShop is still available on the Wii U or whatever they call it, the I forget what they call it on the on the on, on the Wii U but all the 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 top selling list is all just Metroid games of because course. it's the only place to play Metroid wow. games and <laughs> like there's no Nintendo didn't even give like an indication that that's going to change between now and October and my my thought would be pr- probably not um no. um but um like it's it's not as though you can't play Metroid Fusion on a console that's has a handheld mode it's just not the, not the one that sold tens of millions of right. copies um it's the it's the wii u not the one so. you're likely to have a working version of just because no you were a kid when you no, had it's that like why do people pirate games like huh. because of this screenshot Curious. because of this fucking screenshot <laughs> where people are dusting off their wii u to play metroid fusion yeah because there's no way to buy it on on the switch like you know what can't sue like <laughs> lo- the, all the lawyers quit and say no i refuse to take this case because it's bullshit oh, fuck. i do like i do think back to i remember the copyright puritanism that started to crop up around like games discourse in the uh like 2000s where it was like yeah pirates are the ones ruining games and they're the ones who are like forcing these <sighs> absurd uh yeah, these are this is why like, we have uh, DRM is yeah. because of those people. Yeah. And like the fact that uh, now that has been like basically everything that uh, like everything people predicted would happen once like the ecosystem was like brought fully under control and like the way the exchange of like games and works would be impeded like all of that has basically come true uh and now it's just like yeah uh if you want to if you want to play a classic game uh you can either do something illegal or you can just hope uh that it will randomly be graced with some sort of re-release uh yeah probably a bad one it's uh, still think legally technically you playing the game is not still is not an actual suable thing. It's always, they always have to go after like the sites. No, it's the people who are assuming the risk. Yeah. 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 Which is a bummer, but like, I wouldn't straight up. I wouldn't have played Metroid fusion if it weren't for emulation. (laughs) Like, well, it's, it's a lot. It's a game boy advance game. Yeah, exactly. And it still looks gorgeous. Yeah. Put it on the goddamn switch. (laughs) Oh my God. Figure it out. I'd be replaying it right now. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, there's a there's a Metroid game I'm playing. We'll talk about it on Monday that I like a lot on its own, but partially was like ah, 
I need one of these right now. Yeah. Like October's too far away. Let's yeah. go. And <laughs> ugh. All right. Anyway. So I have one last question. Please. Uh first though. All right, this comes with this comes with a photo aid. Uh oh, great. Nick writes, what is the best way to eat soup without a bowl currently faced with eating my soup out of the container it came in? So I think the rules for this, mm. uh, it's a deli container. Uh, it's a deli soup container. But the rules for this are, okay. You, your solution can't be, I'm going to go to somewhere with bowls and silverware sure, or right. like, like off the table. Like You got to eat this thing right now. It is a bowl of hot noodle soup with scallions i would bet you there's some kind of it looks like there's some chicken at the bottom so it's like a yeah that's a rich uh chicken noodle soup very simple very clean broth i love it um but yeah the thing you don't get is any kind of spoon so how you how are you attacking this problem folks okay well i mean the first thing is very carefully you know raising that deli container to my mouth and sipping at it like a large drink uh mm. until i need to get at the other stuff that's the hard part really is getting at because you can just if that was like a uh just like a, a a clear tomato like tomato soup or you know something without the large bits of chicken and the the noodles in there yeah i feel like you, but just drink you might it. have you a noodle land situation if you're not careful yeah i agree um maybe you could fold the top into a sort of shovel Ooh, <laughs> like a little trowel or like yeah a, yeah yeah and get yeah. in there maybe, o- otherwise maybe? you're like otherwise you're gonna tip it and you're hoping you have just enough liquid in there right to do the, the right. tiny tap no, that only works for a to, certain to, amount to, to, <laughs> before you got a face full of fucking spaghetti uh, or whatever so, noodles are in there the thing is um you know those deli containers <laughs> are pretty photo. flexy so you can you can squeeze it right and yeah. it forms sort of a spout right and totally. so you can carefully like very carefully <laughs> i would say the the trick is don't just tilt the uh don't just tilt the suit tilt all of you right like get right. in the chair and a little bit of <laughs> recline with it. and like make sure that suit that soup angle like stays the same relative to you and you're carefully pouring it are out are you allowed are you allowed to incorporate another person so like could you get your partner to like just look tip this into my mouth. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have a better sense of the angle here. So I'm gonna is your partner back. Raven. <laughs> I'm gonna lay back and I need you to 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 scrunch this piece of plastic together and, and then slowly jiggle it so that the food God. can slide down into my trough. The worst part of this is, is that mouth. this feels just looking at the photo. This is this is probably the worst situation to be in because it looks like somebody's work maybe like this is yeah, some sort looks, of office like situation which like is like yeah. now you're doing this room but it looks like a break room <laughs> now you're doing this kind of weird like scooping stuff uh in a spit in a shared space and you don't want to get things everywhere like i think you okay, got, maybe you maybe head to the bathroom head to the bathroom right like, oh with no, this soup. no yeah no, I can't no. Drink would, you, would you eat soup your soup in the bathroom in the bathroom with this in with the, this photo in the bathroom I mean, I'm not saying it's a good solution. I'm saying the other solution is you're like, uh, rec- like attempting to recline on a break room chair. Yeah, as taking you, like, all in coworkers. <laughs> Hear me out. So, we, like, all gotta spoon- we all got to eat. We all got to eat. Spoon? <laughs> no, no, no. COVID, COVID. I can't take your spoon. Uh, Maybe this uh, is that's. Tr- oh shit! Is this why this happened? Because like we were at the vice office and they've they've like taken away. Yeah. 
all the eating implements. There's uh, nothing. Which is kind of bogus. It feels like they just don't want to pay dishwashers anymore. Uh, to to be honest, um, because like, yeah, it's not like people were catching COVID from a spoon that had been carefully washed and <laughs> set out to dry. Um, but yeah, maybe this is like. Okay, so here's what you do. <laughs> you carefully open up your soup. Uh-huh. You sip at it a little bit. Okay. You struggle to, you, you maybe squeeze it, and you try to tip it, and you try to, like, <laughs> pull those noodles out, a bit like Lady in the Tramp. You're How struggling. hot is this? Have, have, you, have you scalded your mouth from the, are you? Oh, yeah, probably. and you're wearing some of the soup. Like, <laughs> oh. some of it's like a Gatorade commercial, but it's like consomme just streaming <laughs> no. down your face. And your coworker is just staring at you. And this is when, this is the crucial part of this. You put the soup down, and you explain that these working conditions are unsatisfactory, <laughs> and this is why you need to unionize. Yes. And you immediately sign cards. <laughs> At and the table. you unionize that workplace. I'm in. And then you guillotine your boss in the parking lot. <laughs> oh. And feed and feed God. the soup to his 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 mouth as his head yeah. as it rolls right. away. Right. Let them eat, eat Workers soup, rice. How? How? <laughs> Oh shit! Yes, that's yeah, that's great recruiting right there. Yeah, love it. So uh, that's that's how you handle that whole that whole <laughs> soup situation. That looks like good soup, though. I'm not gonna lie, I could go for that. There's a dumpling place not far. They do a really nice. good wonton soup, and I'm like, hmm, mm. maybe. Yeah, we had what a nice. What, is, what does Rob need to do before hole? a stream? Kata, you say you want to poke a hole in this motherfucker? Uh, maybe if you had a knife. Oh, you like could. shotgun the soup. <laughs> yeah, you can just <laughs> hope it's not I too feel... hot. <laughs> oh my god, that feels like possibly the way that you end up in the hospital. You're right. If that's <laughs> if that's too hot, you like yank your mouth away, and that's just being just like on pouring, your leg and, yeah. and chest. So in this scenario, you don't have a fork or a spoon, but, but you, you have, do have a, a sharp enough right. knife to get. Through that point, just use the knife and just just just, <laughs> just shovel that stuff in. Use the knife to carve the lid into a into yes, a nice layer. Make shift spoon. Yeah, there so you, you go. can cut your tongue uh, <laughs> right. the whole the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I hope we I hope we were able to help out. Uh, I think you know. Frankly, I think we I think we nailed that yet again. Uh, I hope yeah. you, I hope the soup was good, Nick. uh we will we will leave it there we will be back on monday with another episode of waypoint radio patrick and i are taking a gonna take a quick break and then we're playing some operation tango that'll be relevant to you because if you didn't catch it uh when we streamed it on thursday it might be live on youtube uh either when you hear this or uh by the following week so keep an keep an eye out for that i'm sure that patrick and i are going to be uh master spies everyone's going to be really <laughs> impressed with our cooperation yeah um, we're very good at communication that's what i've learned with uh rob and i anytime we hang out just we just know how to talk to each other yeah it's uh you know two halves of one mind uh, i think it's gonna <laughs> work work perfectly here uh so we'll, we'll see how drift compatible we are um as always you can keep up with everything we do uh on on the website at waypoint.vice.com and uh do we have like a million urls for waypoint plus now i don't have the document just say you can just tell people just waypoint plus right like you can just do a basic one go to waypointplus.com right go to waypointplus.com 
Yeah. You can also go to Waypoint. Sign up. I don't like Waypoint.zone. Waypoint.com. You can also go to Waypoint.zone slash annual for an annual subscription. You can also go to mm-hmm. waypointplus.memberful.com slash gift question mark plan equals 65502 <laughs> to gift someone a one month subscription. Or I, you can go. I, you start, you <laughs> type you that URL out. That's love right there. <laughs> like, you're like, excuse me. It's not just this one year subscription to Waypoint Plus. It is the <laughs> fact that I, that I had to URL? jot down this URL while Kato was reading it live <laughs> on the air uh, and then enter it into my browser. Uh, uh, the year long is actually easier. Waypoint.zone slash carrot C A R R O T for the year long gifted subscription. Perfect. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Uh, Patrick, where can people follow you? Out here reading Microsoft tweets started from the bottom left. Now we're here. What? They, they moved. They moved this. There's no start bar. They just, they just ripped off. What? Uh, the 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 apple uh os um it's at the top now wait i need no. sorry hold i'm yeah what uh, yeah the windows the windows Did they 11 kill the start button what? let me show you so yes it is oh. now all in the uh the center just like you would on a no on a Mac. um what the but don't fuck? worry you got uh, you, ha- you have auto hdr so you know you get one thing but this isn't they just another. moved the start button to the middle I don't know of the if you didn't you hear the cute tweet uh Nikado? <sighs> I'm sure someone will hack it and you can yeah put it back there well but, so um, the, yeah. the thing is here Microsoft has a history of taking ideas like like top level ideas from iOS but not actually implementing them no. really fully and so the thing that like the the sense that ios operates under doesn't really apply into windows because there's like too too many layers of old shit and so a lot of times this is just a great way to disorient yourself um boy not i hate change here's the thing i want i want windows to be more like windows that's that's my that's my real issue (laughs) like you know you know it was good like the interface windows 7 made a lot of sense and every every year since they're like tablets are going to be the thing well say hello to the metro interface and then they lost interest in that we're stuck with this vestigial metro interface and then they were like search is going to be our thing everything's going to run on search windows xp 2k 21 you know just brand it up bring it bring back the one that everyone used forever wow xp I feel like that's the one that everyone used. That was like one of the longest ones yeah. for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the ones they were like trying to get people to stop using. Yeah, like please, yeah, please, like, <laughs> please. There's so many security upgrade. flaws. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> if you are if you are running this on XP, it is at your own risk. Frankly, you deserve to have your shit stolen, uh, and we will not assume any responsibility for what's about to happen if you install this on an XP machine. But good luck. I bet I bet money there's a motherboard story about enterprise situations like that still run xp or some shit you know i feel like mm-hmm. i've seen that on the twitter recently anyway at patrick Hoppe. yeah one last thing yep our theme music is by bowen the track is miss you off the ep pale machine learn more at waypoint.zone slash b-o-e-n kato do we know where, where to where to find you <laughs> yeah on, you say it on twitter i didn't say it yet uh, at a underscore kato underscore Pierce on twitter All right, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.